0: CBS Radio Mystery Theatre
1: Presents.
0: Welcome. Come in. I'm Tammy Grimes. There are those who have, or claim to have, special mental ability that goes beyond mere intelligence. I refer to psychics, those who possess ESP, or extrasensory perception, with a brain power as yet undefined. They bend spoons, move inanimate objects, make defunct watches tick again, read minds, predict futures. Some claim to solve otherwise unsolvable murders, and even find where the most elusive bodies are buried. Sheriff, do you have something to belong to one of the
1: murder victims? An article of clothing, perhaps? Yeah. Well, how about this, Dr. Galinsky, one of uh, Laura's house slippers? Oh, splendid. Oh, give it to me, please. Now, I go back to the night of the murders. I see the blood. No face. Yes, yes, I see long, curly black hair. A sad, drooping mouth. Pale blue eyes. Almost light. It is the face of the
0: murderer. Our mystery drama, The Man with the X-ray Eyes, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Bryce Walton and star Fred Gwynn. I'll be back shortly with that one. life would be easier, certainly more hopeful, if all of our public officials were primarily concerned with justice. Unfortunately, too many of us are less concerned with justice than with feathering our own precarious nest. Perhaps this is because nothing is so easy as to deceive ourselves, for we are always ready to believe in what we most desire. Hey, Sheriff, look what I found, just off the landing there in
1: six feet of water. A woman's high heel shoe. So what? So I think maybe we got a clue. Uh, uh, don't think, Benny. Please. Until we finish dragging the lake. We're looking for the bodies of Jack and Laura Henley, remember? They were murdered two weeks ago. Now, how long do you figure this shoe's been rotting away in the lake mud? Well, quite a while, I guess. Yeah, at least a year, right? Well, I don't want to see any more of this junk, okay? Bodies. You understand? Bodies or nothing. Anybody, sure, Sheriff? What? Well, I mean, we might bring up some other bodies besides the Henleys. There's no telling how many been murdered and dropped into this old lake. It ain't true, you know, that a dead body always comes to the top. It isn't, it? Uh? No. Would some just settle down in there or, or drift around looking for a place to rest? Uh, Benny, please. Just... Drift back out there and make with the grappling hooks, okay? And start working your search pattern over toward the west shore. Yes, sir, Sheriff. Yeah. Drifting around down there, looking for a place to rest. Oh, oh boy. Good morning,
0: Sheriff. Runley.
1: I've seen better. Yeah, nothing like a double murder to dampen a nice summer day. Especially when you can't find the killer or the bodies. I'll find them. Yes, you will. Yes, indeed. Oh, uh, I'm Alan Decker, county district attorney. Yeah, yeah. Seen your picture a lot since you decided to run for state attorney general. Yeah. It's a future that doesn't look as good as it did before the Henley killings. The road ahead doesn't look too smooth for you either, does it? What do you know about it? Well, it's Stu Buffy, head of the Lakeville City Council, has handed you a rather (laughs) grim ultimatum. Get a handle on these murders or you're fired. (laughs) You left out the worst part. What's that? I've got one week. No more to do it in. I'm only one man. And and, uh, you need luck, breaks, uh, time... They can't set a limit of one week on a baffling murder. They don't have a choice, Sheriff, and you know it. In one week, summer vacation time officially opens. The city folk, the summer people, descend upon us. I know all that, but... Uh, Only how many summer people are going to show if you've got a psychopathic killer loose and on the prowl. Okay, okay, none, none. Visitors will be scarce as hen's teeth. Without summer visitors to feed on, it'll starve. It won't live through the winter. Hmm. By next spring, it'll be a corpse. A ghost town. Well, I can't rustle up a murderer on demand. You have to do it, Sheriff. Oh, maybe you're not a survivor. Don't care about going down the drain. But I do. And I'm going to find us a murderer. <laughs> maybe you're figuring on working a miracle. Yeah, you could call it that. Yeah, well, I don't believe miracles. I believe in anything that works. Now, you don't have time to work this case by ordinary means, so we must use extraordinary outside means. Okay, Decker. What are you going to do? Dr. Jason Golinska. Golinska? Right. You know, the psychic. Yeah, 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 I know. I've seen that fraud on television. He, looking into the future, reading people's minds, doing his mental card tricks. You know he's a fraud? Yeah. Polinska's a con artist, making big bucks off of fools who... Hey, don't tell me you believe in this ESP malarkey. A lot of people do, Sheriff. Decker, you're not serious about this character. His specialty is solving crimes, and he gets results. Decker, I was close to Jack and Laura Henley. Grew up with them. They're dead, butchered. And I'm here dragging this lake trying to find whatever may be left of them. I don't want to hear now about some science fiction joker coming in and turning this thing into a magician's act some kind of a freak sideshow. Gorinska worked for the Austrian Institute of Criminal Telepathy. He worked with the Vienna Police Department. He solved 36
0: criminal cases out of 40.
1: (laughs) On the TV, they call him the man with the X-ray eyes. (laughs) That isn't funny. Now, listen, I've got affidavits here from the Vienna police. You, you, You bring in a TV magician poking around, it gets a big play in the media, right? And the clown strikes out, draws a blank, it, then we're funny, Decker. We're the laughing stock. It won't happen. And, and, and while we're being funny, our killer's still run around loose. And he gets restless. He decides to work out again with his butcher now. Oh, Golinska's smart. He's too smart to promote himself a shot of bad publicity. He comes in on this, he won't bomb. Forget it, forget it. I won't buy it. And, uh, now if you'll excuse me, I'll just get back to doing my work by, uh, ordinary means. Well, I've already bought it. What? Dr. Galinska's agreed to take the case. He'll be here before noon. You would do this? Bull in on my case? Take over? That, not even give me a call or anything? No, I'm telling you now. I don't like it. You don't have much of a choice. Anyway, what have you got to lose? You've been on this for for weeks now. No evidence, no clues, no witnesses, nothing. Not even the bodies. If Golinska digs up something, you're the winner. And if he doesn't, well, you're back to square one, where we're standing right now. Yeah, except it's a week later. And I'm fired. Exactly. So I guess I'll have to go with Golinska. Or take the week off. But you'd better cooperate, Sheriff. And I hope you do. We've got to find a murderer. Yeah. So, I'll pick up Golinska at the airport and we'll meet you at your office in an hour. Please, Sheriff, you will excuse not shaking the hand. Nothing personal. No, no, of course not, Dr. Golinska. A psychic allergy, you might say. Just the bad vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. No no offense. I simply mean that as a psychic, I am very acutely sensitive to the human aura, the electric energy given off by every human body. Direct physical contact and short-circuit my telepic channels of communication. Well, whatever we can do to keep the channels clear. (laughs) Right, Sheriff? Yeah, sure. Anything, Dr. Galinska. At your service. First, I would sit down. (laughs) Yes, flying tires me. Uh, Here, have this chair behind my desk. It's uh, most comfortable. Thank you, Sheriff. Uh, uh, Such a nice little town here. Lovely, gentle, relaxing. So quiet. Yeah. Well, doctor, uh, whatever you need to work with, uh, um, anything you want to know about this case... Oh, but you have been involved, Sheriff, in contact. You are saturated with the aura, the force field, so to speak, of murder. You can sharpen focus. Why don't you just tell me briefly pertinent facts? Uh, Sure. Uh, Well, the uh, Henleys, Jack and Laura were murdered three weeks ago, April 3rd, at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's when screams were heard coming from the Henley house. I went there. uh, That's on the lake's north shore. Signs of a struggle in the kitchen and the bedroom. Jack had a bad flare-up of arthritis and had been unable to get out of bed for weeks. He was murdered there. His wife in the kitchen. No bodies, though no trace of him. But he's positive it was murder because of the blood, right, Sheriff? That's right. And the wrecked furniture. But there was so much blood. I, I mean, no two people could lose that much blood and still be alive. Yes. Yes, the blood. I, I am getting a mind flash of red, a red mist. I found the murder weapons. Two blood stained butcher knives. Blade of one was broken square off. But the fingerprints were all smeared out. No good. And that's it. No clues, no bodies, no witnesses. Uh, One of Pat Shriver's bloodhounds sniffed a trail down the lake. That's why I've been dragging it, but uh, I haven't found anything. Do you have something that belonged to one of the families? Perhaps an article of clothing? Yeah, i got a few items here. Uh, Here's one of Laura's house slippers. I used it for comparison with Plastic cast of footprints from the uh, murder scene. Splendid. Give it to me, please. Uh, it's uh, it's all bloodstained. Much the better. Now I go back to that night of April 3rd. Yes, I see it. What? I see the blood. Now, a face. Yes, I see. Long, black, curly hair. A very pale face. A sad, droopy mouth. Pale blue eyes. Almost white. It is the face of the murderer. Hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. That that sounds like Stevie Harrison. He is your murderer. No way. Not not Stevie. He 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 couldn't kill anyone. well, well I've known Stevie since the day he was born. Yes, and... my dear sheriff. But have you read the fellow's mind? <laughs>
0: man with telepathic talents might easily determine your or my guilt by simply probing our mind, or by probing the past, actually, seeing a murder done. Seems so simple, so convenient, yes? But testimony from a psychic is not acceptable evidence in our courts of law. Justice demands the same old tried-and-true facts and proofs of guilt. Perhaps in Act Two we'll learn if Sheriff Bonley can, or will, find normal, down-to-earth proof to support the good doctor's paranormal vision. I have, and I'm sure Sheriff Bonley has. Been given very serious thought to this matter of solving crimes by extrasensory means. What a wondrous power Dr. Bolinska seems to possess. To simply close one's eyes, go into a trance, flash back into time to the night of a murder, see the murderer's face, describe him. However, as with so many other new discoveries, telepathy might create more problems than it solved. It might even create more criminals. ...and of a far more formidable and extraordinary kind. I am tired, so very tired. Uh, Doctor, you
1: actually saw Steve Harrison there, his face? I saw a face. I see the murder, and I describe him. I do not name him. The sheriff names him. Right, sheriff. You recognize him right off from the doctor's description.
0: It adds up, doesn't it, now...
1: Harrison was... Well, I I I didn't say it was Stevie Harrison. Well, you said... I, I, I said his description sounded like Stevie. Oh, come on, Sheriff. I said it wasn't Stevie. That it couldn't be Stevie. That's what I said, Decker. But it was an exact description. Who else do you figure it is if it isn't Steve Harrison? Yeah, could be a lot of faces. Or, uh, nobodies. Hey, Harrison lives next door to the Henley place. He called in, reported the screen. That's right. And I checked him out. There's no evidence tying him in. No motive. No reason to suspect... No reason. Out of the Korean War on a psycho survey? In the slammer for drunken assault? Six months in the Mortonville Asylum? One of the town's weirdos... Now, Dr. Galinska sees his face looking out of the murder scene. That's all coincidence. If there ever was a prime suspect... I and... am very tired, my friends. I need so much to go to my motel room and sleep. A long sleep. But, Steve Harrison, if you saw... If the face I flashed is Steve Harrison's, then he is your murderer. Now, Mr. Decker, would you take me to my motel? Uh, yeah, I think you should pick up Harrison. On what charge? on suspicion, I can't back up. Because Dr. Galinsky here traveled back through time and saw his face in a red mist. Please. I am more exhausted than I should be. Why? Because of bad vibes. Huh. Negative feedback from the chef. Uh, yes. All right, Doctor. Let's go. If Harrison is our man, he may be out there killing someone else. Or planning to. Are you ready for that? Stevie isn't a killer. Well, anybody can be a killer. There are exceptions. And Stevie's one of them. No exceptions. Everyone is capable of murder. What makes you so sure Harrison's an exception, Sheriff? That's why he cracked up in Korea. He, he couldn't kill Chinese soldiers. He, even when he could have saved a buddy's life, he couldn't shoot at the enemy. He, even when he could have been a hero, uh, got a medal for killing... He couldn't perform. So? He was a coward under fire. Uh, does it take any guts to kill a woman and a man laid up with arthritis? I don't know what it takes to kill. Well, whatever it is, Stevie Harrison doesn't have it. Oh, this negative feedback. It gives me so much pain. Yeah, we're, we're, we're leaving, Doctor. I'm sorry about the bad vibes. Yes, well, I must tell you that I must have complete cooperation. The sheriff must stop his cynical, disbelieving resistance or I go back to New York. Oh, it'll work out fine, doctor. Now, don't worry. I don't worry. You worry. <laughs> sheriff Barnley speaking. Uh, Decker. Oh, hi, prosecutor. Uh, let's call it, sheriff. You said you'd go along. You've got to give Galinska a chance. If you give Steve Harrison a chance. I still don't see why you can't just pick him up. Hold him a a while on some charge or other until we can maybe uncover more evidence. Or 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 until Dr. Galinska dreams up something, huh? Hey, say, listen, Decker. That guy's brainstorms aren't evidence of anything. Oh, and uh, incidentally, he ran off with uh, Laura's house slipper. Uh, Well, he just borrowed it. He says he wants to sleep on it. He, uh, what? Well, he's taking a three-hour nap this afternoon with a house slipper under his pillow. He says the Henleys may reveal their hiding place in a dream. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, if he uncovers those bodies, I'll eat crow, Decker. Hey, Stevie. Huh? Huh? Uh, sit tight now. Uh... We have to do some talking. Well, you, you will want to talk. Is Bill Bonley my old friend or Sheriff Bonley? Uh, both, Stevie. Uh, Bill Bonley first. Uh, well, then sit a while, Bill, and share a brew. Yeah. I haven't been down here in the old pier since we played hooky. Spent a free day fishing for mudcats. You, you caught a string of fish? Yeah. <laughs> I caught poison ivy, remember? <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I remembered you saying this would be a good hiding place if we were ever in trouble. Boy, it'd take anybody who didn't know a month of Sundays to to find you. Well, who else is looking? Uh, nobody uh, yet. What's that mean? It it means first you gotta get back home, Stevie. Anna's worried sick. Come on, we'll uh we'll talk on the way. Oh, uh, Anna's not worried. She gave up worrying about me. Gave me up on... Well, I don't blame her a little bit. Uh, Anna called my office. Uh, she seems real worried to me, Stevie. Pride. Uh, pride. Anna puts up a front, but she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm, getting out. I'm going to California someplace. Uh, I'm running out. Running's my style. I I found that out. And the mud of Yalua. I told you what happened at Yalu, didn't I, Bill? Yeah, Stevie. Yeah, you did. And uh, you shouldn't have run away from Corey a long time ago, but uh, you're not running away now. Not until the Henley murders are cleaned up. Why not? Because you're under suspicion, Stevie. Running, you know, would look like an admission of guilt. Huh? Uh, I see. You're, you're the sheriff again now, huh? No, uh, no, 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 Stevie. It's Al Decker, the county DA. He's in here bird in this case. Got a psychic investigator with him, name of Dr. Galinska. See, Al Decker's here to nail down a killer. And he's already looking hard at you. Galinska? A, a telepath? Lord, Anna's to that. Goes to seances every week says, as she talks to her dead brother. Uh, you believe in that stuff, Stevie? I don't know what to believe in anymore, but about anything... Especially me and the murders. Uh, what about you and the murders? Something you haven't told me? Just that ever since that night, I've had these awful dreams. Yeah, about what? About blood. Dead people, and I'm, I'm running away from it. Cops in black cars are chasing me, gonna kill me for doing something bad. Something real bad. They're, they're gaining, and I, I run hard. Yeah, but I, but I keep going slower. Finally, they're all around me, gonna gonna execute me, and 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 and, and, and what then? Well, the thing is, I'm I'm not afraid anymore. I mean, I feel good, relieved. Yeah, ooh, what a relief! I don't have to run anymore. Don't have to feel afraid and guilty. I just feel good, and I lie down, lie down, and go to sleep, and wait for the executioners to do their work. <laughs> Oh, putting me out of my misery. And you tie that dream in with the Henleys? Why? You, uh, you told me you heard screams that night. You looked in, saw the blood, and called me. Now, is it something else? Well, that's just it. I, I don't remember. You, you know, I get these blackouts, hours, whole evenings. I don't remember. Now it's getting mixed up. It's, just when I heard the screams... I, I mean, I, I've been walking, but I don't remember where or for how long and what I was doing when I heard the screams. I, I think, but I'm not sure. I, I was around the Henley house before that. Oh, maybe looking in the window. eh? And then these dreams. Eh? Uh, uh, come on, Stevie. On your feet. Huh? Uh, let's go. Okay, okay, but I, I don't remember. Uh, listen, Stevie. Listen real good. Decker... And this television magician will have to come down here to look around. And they're going to ask you and Anna a lot of questions. I don't care, Bill. I'm tired of running. Yeah, I... Listen to me. You don't have to answer any of their questions. And I don't want you to. I don't want you to say anything. Well, I'm tired of how, Bill. Those dreams, they... Yeah, your dreams are bad. The killing in Korea was bad. But right now, we've got Decker and the man with X-ray eyes to deal with. And they're going to pound you with questions. And it's your constitutional right to remain silent. And you're going to remain silent. Well, is that clear? Okay, sure, but but how am I going gonna... to... Tell them you blacked out. You can't remember anything. Now stick to that. No matter what. Okay, Bill, I'll try. No, 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 no. Don't try. Do it. Or I'm telling you, Decker's gonna nail you to the front wall. Hey, Sheriff! Just in time. Yeah. Uh, for for what, Decker? Ah, the great unveiling. Come on over here. Doctor Galinska's wrapping up your murder case, Sheriff. Is uh, is that right? Right as rain. He's found the bodies. The the Henleys. Murder Exhibit A, Sheriff. The Corpus Delicti. Right here under your nose all the time, Sheriff. Buried near the Henley's backyard. Remarkable,
0: yes? But frankly, if I possessed supernormal power, I'd prefer to uncover buried treasures and bodies. And I must confess that even if a telepath could catch a murderer and find bodies by extraordinary means, I would not consider it at all the sporting way. It's really a matter of personal taste. Such tactics would put an end to all the crime stories we have come to know and enjoy, including this one. I'll return shortly with Act Three. on the television or on the stage, in opera and ballet, and even in home movies, is, we hope, entertaining. Interpreting Shakespeare and Greek tragedy, he may even enlighten and inspire us. Masking and role-playing on Halloween and at Mardi Gras and at costume parties is an innocent and often romantic diversion. But when practiced in the real world for sinister purposes, it loses its innocence.
1: Decided to keep an eye on Stevie Harrison, huh, Sheriff? Yeah, Anna was worried, Decker. I uh, brought Stevie home. Well, we'll soon have something for him to look at. <laughs> Just where does Doctor Phony say the bodies are buried? Well, he hasn't said exactly, not yet. That's why he's walking back and forth across the old garden patch. Hey, why is his arm stretched out the way, like a like a sleepwalker? He put himself in a trance and walking that crisscross pattern all over the place. Went clear down to the lake and back. Says he's getting close now. How did he figure? Who knows? But he got plenty of positive vibes from Mrs. Harrison. Yeah? What did he get out of Anna? I don't know. She turned out to be a psychic, too. Kalinska insisted on having a private seance with her in her house. Quite a session. Yeah, I'll bet. In psychic communion or whatever. For half an hour. Kalinska comes out of the house and runs over here all hyped up and sniffing like a bloodhound. Yeah. No, he's still sniffing. He's narrowing the focus. Says he's honing in. Well, he's flushed up another rabbit. <laughs> That's par for a magic act. He keeps going back there along that old wooden fence and... Look, he's of something. Huh? Come on. Here! Here! They are here! Hey, Sheriff. You ready to eat that crow? Back here on the night of April the 3rd, ah, I see a man, a mother. He comes up from the back of the Henley house into the moonlight, over his left shoulder. He carries the body of a woman. He drops the body on the ground. Here, he pulls up weeds, throws rocks aside. He uncovers rotting boards. He rips the boards away. Revealing an opening, yes, yes. He has uncovered an old, a very old, abandoned dry well. He drops the body into the well. He goes back, back, back to the house. Returns carrying a man's body and drops that into the well. Now he replaces boards, rocks, earth, weeds over the opening. Uh, Here... Right here is the old well. Dig here. Well, he's right. Look, here's a layer of rotten boards. See this, Sheriff? Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. And how about this, Sheriff? Doesn't this look like an opening, an old well? Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Wouldn't be any mistake about what's piled up down at the bottom of the well either, would there, Sheriff? There uh, wouldn't be. And what do we find here, under these boards, gentlemen? Let me see that. Pendant uh, on a broken chain. It looks like an old coin of some kind. It is an old coin. Chinese. Looks like Chinese writing on it. It is Chinese writing. Oh, wait a minute. Except on the back here, his initials. Uh, an S and an H. Sheriff, you think maybe the initials S and H might stand for Steve Harrison? More than likely. Harrison wore this pendant? Yeah. It was given to him by a buddy of his who got shot in Korea, in Yalu. Maybe you noticed he wasn't wearing it these past three weeks, eh? I didn't notice that he was or wasn't. Carrying the bodies out, their weight broke the chain uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's an explanation I suggest that Mr. Harrison be brought out here We need to confront this evidence Such a shock Reacting with guilt often inspires full and prompt confessions uh, Listen, tend your own yard, Doctor Harrison's treatment is my business And mine, Sheriff I think Dr. Galinska's idea might work now, we've got the bodies and some clenching evidence. A confession will really wrap it up. It's okay, Steve. You can look. We want you to look. Go ahead, Steve. Your observation may be very helpful to all of us. Oh, why, uh, oh, uh, that looks like Laura's face down there. And there's another face. You recognize that one, Steve? think that's jack yeah jack, jack Jack. what are they doing down there don't you remember how they got there steve why no i i, I don't think so mm-hmm. remember this steve Sh- sure 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 i do my old buddy ollie used to wear that we found it right here under these boards steve Remember losing it here, Steve? I don't think so. I. Oh, yeah, I remember the chain breaking. I Couldn't wear it anymore till I got it fixed, but I... You don't... lost it here, Steve. You lost it that night when you brought Jack and Laura out here and dropped them down there. You say you found it here under the board? That's right, Steve. Stevie, you don't have to answer them. You don't have to say anything. Well, why not? They... They found Ollie's present here. I'd like to remember. Did you have a blackout that night when Jack and Laura were murdered and brought out here and hidden down there in the well? Part of the time, yeah, yeah. It was foggy, foggy in my head. You remember walking around that night, walking in the dark? Around the Henley house, eh? You, you said something about looking in the window, seeing Laura? Yes, looking for Mrs. Henley. Laura? I I, th- I, think so. Why were you looking for Laura Henley? Oh, gosh, gosh, I was lonely. She, she was good to talk to. Here, Steve, look. Look at this coin. Keep looking at it and you will remember. Watch it Spin. And spin in the light. Watch it. And relax. And think of that night. Carrying a heavy burden in the night. You want to get rid of it. And rest. And be able to sleep. Is that not so? Yeah. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired, all right. Now you're looking in the window, Steve. You see Lori in there. In the kitchen. You're excited seeing her. You want her, don't you? You wanted Laura for a long time, haven't you? Sometimes. Yeah, I guess so. Mostly I wanted her to be my friend. She was pretty, wasn't she? She excited you and you wanted more than friendship, didn't you, Steve? You went in. But something went wrong and Laura began to scream. You tried to shut her up, but she kept screaming. And she fought back at you. You had to do something to stop her screaming. You're afraid, and you saw the butcher knife. I, yeah, yeah, I, I remember a knife. I ever feel so good, so relieved when you tell us the truth. How you killed them. Tell us, then you can rest, sleep in peace. No more nightmares, no more fear and loneliness. You will be free. Steve Harrison, I send you to life imprisonment in the Canesville State Penitentiary. Well, good to see you again, Sheriff. What brings you to the city? Steve Harrison. <laughs> You're still carrying him around your neck. And in my conscience, uh, you know what conscience is, Mister State Prosecutor. You saw the evidence, Sheriff. You heard him confess. I said, Stevie wasn't guilty. He wasn't, and he isn't. He had a fair trial. He's sentenced by an honorable judge. Sentenced by a psychic quack, a greedy DA, a greedy wife, and a, a sheriff with wet spaghetti for a spine. Now, whatever else you've got on your mind, please be brief. I'm already late for an appointment. All right. Here's what really happened that day when you and the great Galinska paid Lakeville a visit. Really happened? Yeah. First off, after Galinska took our case, he boned up on it before coming to Lakeville. He checked newspapers. My quotes. He read about Stevie living next door. And his uh, reporting the murders. And uh, Stevie's history of mental illness. And he'd already decided to work Stevie as the most likely suspect. When he flashed a mental picture of the killer's face, he, he was only describing a picture he'd seen in the local papers. But he didn't know Stevie was the killer. Why would he commit himself that way? He didn't. Remember? Remember? He described the face. You began pumping Stevie up as the killer. But he found the bodies. You you, you can't... Yeah, well, Golinska spent half an hour with Anna Harrison in her house. He left knowing where the bodies were buried. How did he find out? Well, don't ask me. I'm no psychic. Neither am I. <laughs> Neither is Golinska. The way he knew about the bodies, Decker... Anna told him. Anna told him? Anna told him. Well, she she was psychic, too, when when she and Galinska... uh, Anna isn't psychic, either. She knew where the bodies were because she put them there. Oh, come on. Are you you trying to tell me how it really was, Decker? uh, How do you know? Anna told me. Dropped by my house the other night. Drunk and in tears. Said she had a confession to make. Hmm. Well, it turns out she has one of those things called a conscience. Decker, she couldn't live with herself. What are you talking about? Murder. The real murder. Anna hated Stevie. He had ruined her. Wasted her life away. And she would always been in love with Jack Henley. She hated Laura Henley, too, for taking Jack away from her. Well, on the killing night, Laura was away at a bridge party. But she came home early. She she caught her husband with Anna. They had a fight. Years of frustration and hate went off in Anna like a time bomb. The next thing she knew, Laura was dead. And she had to kill Jack, too, as a witness. And then she put the bodies in the old well and... Decided to kill three birds with one throw. Blame the killings on Stevie, and (laughs) she'd be rid of him, too. But if if she told Galinska where the bodies were, he knew she must have done the killing. She was a self-styled psychic, too, remember. She told Galinska she'd had a dream. Saw the bodies in her dream. or not, he knew Stevie was still a better mark than Anna. So what about Stevie's pendant? Chain broke a week before. Stevie left the pendant in the house. Galinska saw it when he was in there having his talk with Anna. (laughs) Palming off that pendant was no problem for a magician. Here's Anna's confession, Decker. All typed up neat. There, on the bottom, her signature. Now you're going to phone the governor and tell him to send Stevie Harrison home. Or, uh, what's left of home. <coughs> yes. R- looks as if that would be in order. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Decker, Decker. Something else. See there? paragraph three. Anna said she'd called you a month ago, told you the whole story, and you told her to forget it, not to mention it again. Do you, uh... Recall that conversation, Decker. Well, it, it, it's coming back to me, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be seeing you, Decker. Uh, say, listen, come on up to Lakeville sometime. Why? The uh, town needs a dog catcher, and uh, <laughs> we aren't too finicky about who does that kind of work. <laughs>
0: He's needed a murderer, and any means seemed to justify the end. Decker's career needed a fast conviction, so it was easy for him to accept Golinska's power as fact. Anna Harrison had a personal vindictive motive. Dr. Golinska was eager for extended notoriety and prestige. Sheriff Bonney didn't want to lose his job. Even Steve had the need to be purged of guilt. I shall return shortly. We hate. We build, but we destroy. We want truth, but often prefer to live by lies and delusions. We cherish freedom, but barter it for a handful of security. In short, we are ambivalent, even tragic, creatures, lonely, frightened, guilty. Yet despite all this, we can hear the call of conscience. We can still be heroes. Is not this eternal conflict the core of being human? And isn't it the stuff of high drama? Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Court Benson, and Lloyd Batista. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Tammy Grimes inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.